I'm just like stopping by the Goosebuds iTunes page. Okay. And uh, do you know how many reviews we need to get to 500 reviews? I'm racing how, to look, but I think how you're going to ma- tell how me many? before I get there. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, Paul. You don't have to look. I'm racing you. Go, go, go. We need 27 oh. reviews. That's so close. For 500? That's so, that's so close. And what a monumental thing it will be once we get there. I'm looking at, at our other podcast. Now, I can't speak for Paranoia Shop, but I'm looking at like the ones that I've been... Okay, Continue Cast did get to 500 at one point. But right. not many other ones that we've done have gotten to 500, I don't think. I just also want to say this, and this is to our beautiful listeners the last review was left on november 15th 2018 guys we got to get to work here okay we gotta get to work we need 27 i will say i will put it on us a little bit we kind of forgot to re- read the reviews we, we kind of forgot a little bit so i get it well now we've got there a- hasn't been a new one yeah. since november we've- 15th <laughs> we've got a chicken and egg situation here chad we can't read reviews if there aren't new reviews to read so we need your help to get to 500 and to get more reviews for the three of us to read be the change you want to see in the world. That kind Look, of if thing. there's a message, if there's a message you want to get across on this show that you can hide in a review, go ahead and do that. If it's a hateful message, no, no, no. Go away. No. Do not do that. No. Never. If it's a loving if it's a message about Chad's pants, if it's a rumor about Chad's pants, we will not read that. Hey. We will call Tim Cook and have him remove it. Chad knows Tim. Is that, oh, that's the head of Apple. I didn't even who that was. I was like, the guy that created Heroes? I just I like, said oh, no. you know, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did yes it. I no, literally. Of Chad knows so many people he forgot I forgot who he was. Okay, well, so I watch just, out. I just call him I just call him Timmy. Uh Oh, that, I'm sorry. I should have known let, that you Let me throw this before. out there. Let me throw this out there. If you mm-hmm. in one of your reviews can guess any of our exact gene measurements, I mean oh. waist and leg oh. length, you will get that. those pair of genes. That's that's a wonderful, wonderful competition. And it's just one of us, right? It's not all three. You don't have to guess yeah, all you three. Yeah, you got to pick one. You can't do three. You got to pick one person. You got to call out their genes, waist and length. Uh, I'm going to say like color. Color. You got to pick color. Okay, that's tough. Gen- I, well, well, gen- general. Okay, ha- general. I was going to say, is there going to be gradients of, of blue? Because there's so many blues. I, if you say, I say it's like blue, black, white, okay. uh, gray. White. Who? Are, I, I think, Dom, do you have a pair of white jeans? <laughs> I tried a pair on and you could see the pockets. Didn't like it. Uh, through, through, through the front of the pants. You could see the white pockets through the front of the pants. And I said, pass. Oh, I yeah. That, it's a tough look to, pull, to pull off. To pull off he, as well. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Ooh, that's tough to Paul off. Only Paul could pull Only that can off. Paul do that. Paul in it off. I don't want to confirm nor deny that I have white. Yeah. I, I mean, I look, I knew that you and I didn't have white, Chad. We're not white jeans. I'm, I'm just trying to add some mystery in the game here, Paul. I'm sorry, but I just got to, we got to be upfront and honest about this. That's fine. All right. So the, the call to action is out there. Get in there. Log on. Log in. iTunes. Get in there. 27 reviews. We need them, guys. I got a question for the three, for the three of us that we all need to answer together. Okay. Do we think the Michelin Man, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and the Pillsbury Doughboy have crazy orgies together? Either you're going to say are they related, but that also could still happen. That could be an incestuous orgy. I th- Not I- only... 
<laughs> well, yeah. Not only do they know each other, but they also engage in such such ridiculous sex acts. Apparently, that's what you're asking. They're us. just oh. all. I can tell that all three of them are narcissists, and they would want to fuck themselves. So why wouldn't they just fuck the thing that looks exactly like them? You know well, what I mean? May I ask a question? A follow up question. I think this is important. Yeah. Uh, what size is Stay Puffed at? Is this after Gozer takes the form, <laughs> or is this the uh, ripoff Pillsbury Doughboy that he's supposed to be? Oh, that's a tough question. I've got to I got to say they would want to go with the biggest version. OK, I'm glad you said that because yeah. not to get too vulgar. Yeah, we already have a size discrepancy between Pillsbury and Michelin Man. Mm-hmm. And if we have Gozer sized uh, city destroying marshmallow man stay puffed. That means we're gonna have like a Russian nesting doll effect of fucking. That's what where I was it's thinking. Like, yeah, like sizes are different. Things are going into different different orifices. Maybe whole people. And a Russian nesting doll effect of fucking. Yeah, and I yeah. new new <laughs> favorite sentence set on goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we know that if there is a love child, it's a tire, right? Oh, yeah. That might be where they well, that might be where they masturbate with. No, they masturbate with the tire. Michelin man pulls one of his tires off his body. Or it's like a Pokemon evolution thing where they're all the same person. Not that they can't have sex with each other, but they're all the same like species. And oh. and and Pillsbury's Charmander, uh uh Michelin man is char uh wait yeah, Charmander, Charmeleon. Charmeleon, Charmander, and Charizard. Charizard, yeah. And like, and that's the hierarchy. When you get to Stay Puffed, if you haven't gotten all the gym badges yet, you know, Stay Puffed might not respect you. Oh, they yeah, might not that's listen true. to your commands like Ash. Well, that's what, that's what happened to the Ghostbusters. That's why he got out of control. Ah, I think it's more of a Eevee effect where if you give it the tire stone, you're going to oh. get... Oh, I see. You give it if the, you give it the marshmallow stone, you're going to get stay fucked. If you give it the biscuit stone, it becomes the, Pil- the Pillsbury Doughboy. The, biscuit? The or biscuit stone? The biscuit stone. Yeah, no, let's go biscuit. I like biscuit. What were you going to go with? I just, I, just thought, I just thought a raw thing of cookie dough. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about those cinnamon rolls, but no, biscuit. Let's They're all biscuit. delicious. I would eat the raw cookie dough, actually. I, I love those biscuits. Can, can I spin off that for a second? I just want to bring this up. I was walking, walking my dog this morning. I had a thought. This is what I think about in the morning, uh-huh. was... Out of nowhere, I was like, man, you know, the movies and books and fiction sure make heroin just sound like fucking great. Like, yeah, like really good. I can't even imagine how good heroin must be. But I my, my, immediately my mind was like, I know I'll never do it because it's too addictive. Like, and my comparison was, you're right, Chad. You you have a hard enough time not eating just like raw cookie dough all the time. Can you imagine? Uh huh. Can you imagine heroin? The heroin of baked goods is cookie dough. Is raw yeah, cookie and I dough. used cookie dough as kind of like, yeah, you can't shake that. How are you going to shake off the 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 dragon or whatever the fuck they call heroin? That's wise of you, Chad. That's very Thank wise you. of you. Very wise. Did you have an immediate craving for cookie dough? Because I would, of I would course, have if that, of if, course. If if, if 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 my brain went through the same train of thought you know i'm like oh yeah i can't do that because i like that too much Ooh, that yeah <laughs> did you know did you know they make cookie dough that doesn't have eggs in it now so you can safely eat it <laughs> you know it's funny i've heard that i i really have been honest i've probably had like 400 rolls of uncooked cookie oh dough yeah in my life. oh look i'm no, not scared i'm not scared i i don't know if i'm like rolling the dice uh, every time and i'm just it, my number is about to come up or what but i no, ain't scared don't be scared of that you're good you're a big you're 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 if you were a baby i would say chad maybe don't <laughs> if you're a but baby you're, you're a big man you're a man i guess that's true if you yeah chad 
if you got transport, if somehow you got babied, you got like a magician turned you into a baby and we all knew sure. it was you trapped inside the baby's body. Still Chad, still with the same mental faculties of our friend Chad. We would not let you eat that that, that cookie dough because we know you would be strongly uh, into it because your Chad mentality would still be there. I guess that's fair. Or maybe that'll be yeah. my sign. Like I can't talk, but I just eat a bunch of cookie dough so you guys know. Like, you know, it's me. Yeah, That's how we would test it to make sure it is you. Ah. We gotta find a baby who loves cookie dough. Where's Chad? Well, you know what it is? It's the, uh, it's like that story you do for whenever you want someone to be reincarnated. You present the baby with like their 10 favorite things and whichever three they choose. That means they're the reincarnated, uh, uh, I was gonna say Genghis Khan. I forget what the name for the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama is. I think it's just the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama, yeah. I think and it's then, just the. I think that's from Emperor of the Sun, isn't it? It's that from Emperor of the Sun. It's well, from a th- lot of it's things. It's also a tradition, but I mean, I think we know that from seeing that. I, I, they also put it in Lost because, of course, they did. Uh, but like, you just present me with a bunch of things, and as soon as the baby goes for the cookie dough, you're like, "It's him, Chad's back." <laughs> Chad, <laughs> it's Chad. Good. Also, we should probably take nice that. Nice try, from magicians. <laughs> nice try, magicians. Turning my friend into a baby. We found him. <laughs> Here, I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see. I think it's just the Dalai Lama, Chad. I think that's just no. You're his right. Name. I just couldn't think of the name for the Dalai Lama, but <laughs> I think it's just. I'm Dalai pretty Lama. sure that. Ha- I'm pretty sure I know that scene. Now, if movies taught me anything, is that they're reality. And I'm sure. That, I'm pretty sure that's from Emperor. Wait, is Emperor the Son the War One? Are you thinking of the, the? Are you thinking of the Eddie Murphy Golden Child? What? You- the Last Emperor. Wait, Emperor's who, New Groove. David Byrne did music for it. Uh, Empire <laughs> of the Sun is the Christian Bale movie. It's when he's no, young not Christian that Bale. one. Okay. Not that one. I don't I know think... that there is an Emperor of the Sun. Oh, what am I thinking? Hold on. I, I just got to look it In up. In Emperor's there. New Groove, they present David Spade's llama with his 10 favorite things, and that proves that he's the Emperor. Yes, yeah. The Last Emperor. Chad, okay, if if we had the Last Emperor, good good reference, Tom. Thanks. Hey, thank you. If we had if we had to to prove that a baby was Chad, besides we'd have to have three objects that we would present to it, and if it loved it, we would know it was Chad. One would be the cookie dough, which we wouldn't yeah. let it eat because that would be dangerous. What would be the other? What would be the other two things, Chad? You're not allowed to weigh in. Me and Dom will do this. Dom, okay. pick one. What would be the other? The other objects, Chad would have. Baby Chad would have to pick for us to know it was Baby Chad. Mm-hmm. Archie. Aww. That's beautiful. And Samson. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I think that's it. I was gonna lay. I was gonna lay out a bunch of uh, books. Yes. Youth, young adult books, and one of them would definitely be an Animorphs book, and I'm positive that Chad would pick the Animorphs book. I like that. I think I think if we know anything, and this is, guys, dummy segue over here, if I know anything about Chad, is that I would bring the Horror Camp Jelly Jam. And if Chad yes. chose that, yeah. I would know it was truly Chad. I, I think yes. that's a good call. Good call, uh, Tom, because I've been like Babe Ruth pointing at the stance. I've been, <laughs> I've been talking about this book for I feel like since the beginning of this podcast. Chad, I think this is the reason we started this podcast. It might have been. I'm pretty sure we've been doing this podcast for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we have been doing this podcast for five years. Five years, yep. I guys, this July, July 14th, will be five years. Okay? Really? We should for- do and something. Chad has been talking about Camp Jelly Jam, and I just got to go ahead and say that... Uh, he had a, a reason to talk. Now let's talk. <laughs> now let's butt up and do this. Yes. <laughs> it's Jelly Jam, baby. 
Look at this image that you posted in our Discord chat. Is that supposed to be King Jelly Jam there? I looked that up. That according to the Wikipedia, that is the French artwork, which that? is very different than the sex sex criminal that is the iconic cover of Cam Jelly Jam. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. This is incredibly horrifying. That's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it also kind of spoils the book. That's the scariest goosebumps related thing I've ever seen. Yes, easily, easily. Wow, that thing is horrifying. Just a just a purple Marlon Brando coming at you, and it's got and it's got very sharp teeth. You know, okay, razor Let's, teeth. You know, before I'm going to ta- start talking about the monster and everything, we got to talk about this book. Let's go ahead and set it up, Chad. Do you want to set it up? Sure, you, I'd be ha- you, ha- I'd you be have happy the, to. you must do the honors. And I want to hear you guys how you guys felt about it. I got I got a text from Do- from Paul that said. Uh, what, what was your quote word? It was uh, that it is it blew you away. It uh, this book blew me away. It blew you away. This it is a story away. where things happen. <laughs> yep. We start <laughs> with uh, our our family once again that hates each other. You got two young kids, Wendy and Elliot, and boy oh boy, does just it seems like their parents and them just don't get along. Let's just. Let's just jump to the divorce right away because they're well. They're- let's well hold on. <laughs> they were in a very long car ride. I guess. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Tensions are high. It's a classic '90s situation. It's a situation that nobody growing up today has to deal with, and that's being bored in a car because you have so much entertainment now on the go. Before, that's true. You had nothing. Nothing. You had a couple books, our- maybe. Yeah. This is our walking 10 miles in the snow with no shoes. This is what we get to talk about. When I was your age, we'll talk about driving in a car. And all we had to do was make up fucking shitty games. Like, you know, think of a word that begins with the letter, the last letter of the of the word that I just said. Oh, like yeah. That, this fucking game. By the way, is that a real car game? I wrote yeah. that down. It's hor- sure. Oh, it's horrible. Sure. Anything can be a car game because you're well, so bored. I, I, hey, I like the movie one. I've done the movie one before. What's sure, the movie yeah. one? Same rule. When you're that bored in a car, anything that isn't staring at the road coming toward you incessantly is a game. By the time Game Boy Advance came out, uh-huh. we were too old for car- long car rides. I know. Okay? We didn't do that anymore. I know. Uh, yeah. Because oh. I, I had the Game Boy with no light on it. So as soon as that, I knew that sadness of as soon as you're driving, when the sun goes down, those all go away. All the you games got nothing. went away. Mm-hmm. All the games went away. You got and it. let's you face got it, Game Boy games were way too hard on purpose because they were only like three levels long. They stank. It's true. It's very true. But uh, Link's Awakening is very good. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. We're talking about this book. We're talking about these kids. These kids are in this car. They're so bored. Chad, they're angry. They're getting testy. They, how they feel? They hate each other. They are going back and forth. There's some some real just bad dialogue improv of just like, oh, I, mom, I I, I get car sick, and then mom goes, Ellie, you never get car sick, and Elliot's like. Uh, oh, that's right. I don't get car sick. Cool. Glad I read this page. But they're just they're just <laughs> bickering. And to quell the boredom, to stop this this incessant long hour long trip. I don't know if they say exactly where they're going, but they do mention, by the way, that like uh, I think they said they're leaving Iowa. So you can kind of yeah. place where Camp Jelly Jam is in terms of the, the United States. The kids mm-hmm. are like, hey, we're bored. Why don't we go hang out in the camper that we're trailing behind the car? Like, that'll be so much fun, which I think is just like, let's get away from our parents. And I love dad's reaction. He literally says, what could go wrong when when Mm. they let the kids do it? What could go wrong? And they're also, by the way, talking about how much like, oh, next summer you can go to camp. You can totally, Mm -hmm. the the wish fulfillment fantasy has been planted. Solid, Mm -hmm. basic storytelling. So Mm -hmm. Wendy Wendy and Elliot, they get in the back of the trailer and we follow a long, uh, detailed description 
of an arm wrestling competition. Like very like all of the scores, the brackets, the description uh, of Elliot's vein in his head. Yes, the important character build up stuff. But a lot of like, I'm not going to let him beat me. Actually, and then Wendy going, yes. Chad, this, the, what I did love about this book is it sets up some some bits about Elliot in this that are used later on to great effect. No, it, it's 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 general storytelling foreshadowing. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, was it refreshing to read. It was, re- it was very refreshing to have that. <laughs> and you learn that Wendy, she's not nearly as competitive as her younger brother, Elliot. He always wants to win the arm wrestling competition. She even lets him win a couple times. Uh, let's not get into who might have actually won if they both tried. Elliot is a winner. He is a hard, yeah. fast, and competitor. He will probably play basketball later in his life. Just take Absolutely. a wild shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they're riding in the back, they just realize, uh, oh, hey, this trailer is no longer attached to the car. Like like some sort of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles type gag. Uh-huh. What could go wrong, Dad? What could go <laughs> wrong? What could? Uh, and I guess somehow the car, the parents are driving. They didn't notice the trailer came off. Uh, and they're now just rolling down a hill in what is genuinely a dangerous set piece of mm-hmm. flying through trees and they're not stressed down to anything. And the camper lands at a uh, bottom of woods. Uh, they've lost sight of the road. It seems very likely that if they had been a, uh, an inch off anywhere, they would have hit a tree and it would have just been about two dead kids. Uh-huh. And it would have been about the bears eating their corpses. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about this scene. You know, I'm already thinking about the adaptation. I think I like this book so much. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking right here, very scary, real moment. Let's freaking, we could set up, we could set it up. It's going to get, it's going to get scary. And it starts with this real life, scary moment, huge crash, mm-hmm. but everything's okay. Everything's all right. Has this one not been adapted to TV? I don't think so. Oh, maybe maybe because it's impossible to do with what the where the story goes. I don't uh, know. At it the shouldn't time. be now, now. I think it's, it's a little too. I honestly think it's a little too gross for it is a little. It is a little gross. And and speaking of gross, and that's why it blew my mind. We got to yeah yeah. Go ahead. Speaking Chad. of gross, who knocks at their camper door? What now that the dust has settled? But Buddy, a counselor from Camp Jelly Jam, who has just wandered across their camper. He is 70% teeth. He is 70% teeth, as the cover makes it seem. He is mm-hmm. gesturing. If you picture the cover, I feel like he is constantly just thrusting his groin forward. Yeah, he. it's, it's definitely one of the worst covers for a book, which is a shame because of how good this one is. But uh, I never, I was never drawn to this one because of the cover. Oh, see, it always stuck with me. It always stuck with me because of how it felt like a real guy or something. I don't know. It's a real horror. I I, like, that's what I got to say is I I kind of agree with you, Dom. The cover is not enticing, uh, but it is scary. I think this cover is very scary. It's, it's implying that there's something like, there's something about like, uh, Something lurking underneath and a force grin that hits me personally more than uh, slug slug ooze uh, uh, aliens coming out of eggs or whatever yes. is like another uh-huh. cover. Because I'm like, that's that's cartoony. I don't okay. think it's real at all. But I, all right. I think that's a very valid complaint for sure. Uh, but I think we're getting into the core of what starts to be is that very quickly uh, our, our two heroes, Wendy and Elliot, are brought into Camp Jelly Jam. And Buddy's like, oh, hey, I'm just a counselor for nearby nearby camp where we all love sports uh why don't you come with us we'll totally just set you up we'll call your parents uh not at all inducting you guys into the camp even though they're 
gonna immediately join the camp. They're totally doing it. Real quick, we need to say that he is part of King Jelly Jam's sports camp, and he has the logo on him, does he not? I believe he, I believe he just has the shirt, which is oh, only okay. the best. Sorry, they see it only. when they get to the camp. But there's a banner or a sign that has like, I think they describe it as like a uh, a grape or like a Michelin man, like a uh-huh, purple Michelin uh-huh. man uh, with a king's crown on it, which is kind of a weird mascot for a camp. <laughs> But it feels like a very '90s mascot, and it works for me. Yeah, I think I think it hit for you. I I didn't remember that at all. I just thought the the camp was called Jelly Jam, and they didn't acknowledge, uh, you know, a mascot. But it's cool how much they set it up. Slime was was real big in the '90s, especially That's the mid '90s. So a slime monster uh, king as the camp mascot really made sense. For hey, me. slime is slime is popular again. You go to you go to Office Depot. Or uh, like a, a general office supply store. You know what happens when you go to this, the aisle for glue? There are just now signs everywhere that go, hey, parents, buy this for your kids so they can make slime. They have slime there? Do you, do you not Do you not know about the rise of slime popularity on the internet now? Oh, my God. I just realized that my niece was asking for slime for Christmas. <laughs> I, sh- I didn't even realize Paul, that slime was coming wake back. up, Paul. Wake up. I've been You're- missing it. I've been, You're, been. Oh, I'm getting old. Your guys. family members getting brought in in the Target children's section. In the in the in the section, it's near the board games, but it's put on the side for little girls. Mm-hmm. Is just clear uh, glue, clear Elmer's glue that uh-huh. you can now buy. Wow, for making slime. No, it's, but slime, the Camp Jelly Jam. They're in Camp Jelly Jam. Buddy's wearing a shirt. It says only the best. Only I loved the, it. I love. I love, and they not only does he wear the shirt that says "Only the Best," but whenever he sees another uh, another camper or another uh, another uh, what do they call the people that take care of the campers? Counselors, the counselors. counselors. <laughs> uh, whenever he sees another counselor, they like it's like a, a almost like hail Hydra like mantra. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that down that like they they're not even working the phrase only the best into natural conversation like bad version would be uh, boy, I'm so excited to have some of those great kosher hot dogs for dinner tonight. And someone's like, yeah, only the best kosher hot dogs. No, they're just like chanting it randomly in the middle of their sentences. It's it's kind of great. It's it's great and it works really well for the reveal later. Yes. But Elliot and Wendy, it's Wendy, right? I yeah, really Wendy. Yeah, the, the, the hamburger girl. Quick. Uh, and uh, is it Wendy with an I though? I think no, it's no, with a Y. The, it's the official it's a Y. All right, we're moving on. Skip that. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, they are. They they say, hey, buddy's like, hey, what's up? What's it, what are you guys doing? Hey, you guys want to join a camp? Come with me. And so they go over the hill and they go into Camp Jelly Jam. And there's kids all running around in their uniforms, wearing their t-shirts, only the best. And everyone is gaming. And I'm not talking about <laughs> sitting in your computer chair. I'm talking sports balls and sports clubs. I, I, I would love it gaming. <laughs> I would love a gaming esports camp. And God, I just realized that probably exists. They are has, There has to be. There has to be. Be a thing. That, would, that would be fun. Be, I, I want to mention. It might be really awful, actually. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things where they like, hey, if you want to get your son outside, it's like a camp where you stay and they put you in a computer lab, but then they make you spend like three hours outside. Like, that's probably what it is. Now. And they have all the uh, games that you do outside would definitely be like games. Like, oh my God, like you know, there's you... like Fortnite. It's Capture yes. the Flag. Exactly, yeah. But we have some well, wooden you know, boxes set up. I mean, we had, we had, uh, did you guys do land parties when you were younger? God, I miss oh, land yeah. parties. We all know 
Okay, so a big part of camp for kids coming of age is being curious about sex. <laughs> At gamer camp, the freaking the the fire hydrant would just be gushing onto the street. No, no, the 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 the, the department, the metaphor? fire department, is not coming by to stop it. The flow of of dark pornography <laughs> to these children's <laughs> lives. Dark, dark, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to be there. I don't want so my you're child saying, at gamer camp. <laughs> you're saying esports camp would quickly become just downloading torrents of porn and sharing it. Downloading, well, you know, that th- this would always happen. At we would have land parties. And we'd all, ple- all be playing like CS on like or mm-hmm. or Team Fortress on like mm-hmm. a local server, and then for whatever reason, because of land reasons, the server would crash. Uh-huh. They'd be like, "All right, we'll take a break. Everybody get a drink, and then we'll we'll do the server again." Uh, and what that would devolve into is like probably like ten minutes of like just guys hanging out and watching porn together, and it was like. <laughs> guys doing <laughs> Wait, yeah. so i'm not the only one that encountered that okay i feel so relieved no it was always a thing that would happen it's like servers are down going into the porn folder uh-huh. it's like uh, come on guys i i on. wouldn't i never counter my land parties because usually we were like at a public place where the guy watching it would be like hey, hey guys knock it off but i feel like a couple of times at someone's house to play video games there would be a Hey, you want to see what I download off of Kazaa? And I was like, I, cool. I'm going to make a mental note to download this later. I don't want to watch porn with you right now, dude. Like, I'm I'm good. You guys <laughs> want to hang out and get bones together? <laughs> you want to hang out? <laughs> you want to sit around with unfulfilled boners together? Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this anyway, is not that type camp, of camp. Bad idea. Let's keep going. Sports gloves, sports balls. This is good game. Camp. I, I yeah. want to okay. mention. Or is it? Or I want to mention. Or is it? I want to mention before they go completely in, we have. What I really appreciate in this book, like legit chapter cliffhangers of as they're going in, a little redhead girl pokes her head around a tree and is saying, like, don't come in, run, get out of here. And yeah, it's an not, actual horror happens. And it's not a like, ha ha, I was just teasing you or whatever. It's legitimately, oh, that is a girl that is on the run for her life. Yes. 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 Now, and I do have to applaud this book, and I think I have to be a little nice to Mr. Stein here. There is one prank fake yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. That comes pretty quickly. Now, the prank fake out, I think, if you are a, oh, I don't know, 33, 34-year-old <laughs> man, and you've been reading Goosebumps <laughs> for five for years. almost five years... You get pretty sick and tired of these damn fake outs. Yeah. But if you're a kid, yeah, I know, maybe it'll scare you here and there. But, you know, sometimes it's used to set up that something bad will happen to this character because they were a jerk and they were a jerk to you. They freaking faked you out, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of understand the, the device now. I've kind of come to peace with it, especially in this book, because it only happens once and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's her, it's her bunkmates, right? Like it is when they, by the way, so like just to explain, they're like, yeah, well, totally, you know, call your parents why don't you make yourself comfortable play some sports jump in the pool like forget safety waivers or anything they, they're they very much like naturally just kind of like sliding them into becoming campers without them knowing it yeah, or them thinking yeah. about it so they're like yeah here's yeah. a bunk just hang out here and it's her bunk mates like her her new roommates who are not even at all worried where she came from immediately pranking her which i agree with you dom it helped a little bit into yeah, it's a dumb prank, but it helps you like these these three girls are going to be her friends like because they kind of like all like it. Yeah, like I think I think like well, I they think infer that, that they're going to beat her in, right? Well, they they infer that they're going to get her now that she's trapped, which is definitely going to beat her in, which is 
which is beating what is that called induction are we, are we talking about like soap bars and socks yeah is soap and, so- soap and socks i'm talking proud in. boys <laughs> <laughs> punching and pushing on a on a lawn somewhere no. oh my god there's totally um, like proud boy groups at esports camp you know there's like 12 year old proud oh, boys of the proud Most boys skate are. race that they have to do to get inducted uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, i'm actually not talking about that fake out so this fake out, this is a fake out that's like, oh my god, it's like chapter cliffhanger. Um, I'm okay with this one. I wouldn't even consider this one uh, a bad thing of what I'm talking about. The bad one is in one or two chapters where she finally sees Elliot and Elliot's like dead on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then he, it turns out he's not. But that that's what I was talking about. This one I actually kind of like because you have Alicia who's like, you got to get out of here. You got to get out of here right now. Um, I'm on the run. This redheaded girl. I believe yeah. her name is Alicia. And uh, um, so you have that. And then you have this where she's about to be gotten yeah. by her bunkmates. Um, I actually like this one because it was like, oh, no, they're going to bully her psych they're actually going to be friends with her yeah and now she's here and now she's in the camp and i actually really like this chain of events that happens because it feels dreamlike almost like Mm. suddenly we're in camp and like she always wanted to go to camp and she's actually having fun she's they're both wondering where their parents are but they just get caught up in the cult-like rhythm of the camp where it's like hey you're here okay you're in camp go 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 compete right yeah there's one moment yeah go ahead paul i do love that fake out that elliot plays on her where he's planking out on the ground because if you really like pay attention to what's happening in the story he's she's he's playing dead she sees that you have the the cliffhanger he gets up he's like haha i got you okay yeah typical fucking goosebumps fake out then he takes her back to his ping pong game that he was in the middle of that he left in the middle of to go (laughs) prank his sister randomly and then comes back to the game i didn't think about that at all and finishes the game okay let me i love that let me let me pitch a slight adjustment on which made it amazing and maybe it was supposed to be foreshadowing Uh let's say elliot's laying on the ground because he's exhausted he's not just pranking his sister he's like i'm i'm beat i've been doing like 10 sports Oh, by the way, I gotta say my my favorite thing is I feel like this is this is one of my this is my favorite books so far we've read, honestly. Yeah. I think RL doesn't know what sports are because he would just keep referring to them as like sports or like in an hour Elliot's played a baseball game uh-huh. and soccer. Like <laughs> yeah. he, I don't think uh, RL because he was a guy who was a shut in a kid. I don't think he knows how long sports take. So well, there's a weird timeline to things. I, I actually really like that and that made it more dreamlike to, to yes. for me because the girls. They they go to prank uh, uh, Wendy, and then they're like, gosh, I'm so tired from our last event. And then they're all like, we got to get ready for the next event. Um, and if we haven't explained it, which I'm not sure we have, Camp Jelly Jam is just sports. Sports mm-hmm. are happening all the time, and you only get a medal or a coin, a Camp Jelly Jam coin. King coin, maybe they're called. Yeah, King coin. Yes. But uh, they're awarded a gold coin if they come in first place or they win whatever they're doing. And just events are happening all day. So they come from an event. They meet Wendy. They're exhausted. But then they've got to go swimming. So they're like, hey, Wendy, come join us. Come swimming with us. Mm-hmm. It's a four lap race. We're gonna go swimming. Yeah, and I would mention too that you're right. You're right, Dom. It's like without without meaning to, or whether they did or not, it's very much like a cult mentality of keeping you from being able to stop and think about either calling your parents. It's or a, yeah. It's it's a they inundate you with activity to the point where you're just you're like overwhelmed by it and exhausted. Yeah, I think even I think even Wendy says like she would just like to like lay out by the pool and not do a sport. 
but it's continually just do physical exertion, which is kind of a brainwashing technique a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Just to wear you out physically so that you're ready to give in to any kind of suggestion. Yeah. Uh-huh. The other the other so. main rule we got to lay out to is that you, you find out very quickly that as you win these events, uh, not only do you get king coins if you come in first or win your win your game, that if you get six, you get to go in what they call the winner's walk, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which we quickly see in the very first night. I think this is after maybe they swim. And I think as we were getting into is an important character thing of. Wendy goes and does a swim competition. She lets she the girl tr- win. She lets the girl win because she saw that she wanted it so badly, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's a nice humorous thing. And, and another one where, like, I, I, I was never good. I used to do swim competitions. I don't think there's any way to clock what your teammate, like, your competitors' reactions are under the water. There's a lot of, like, I could see that Deirdre had a, a really sad look on her face as I was beating her. It's like, you can't uh-huh. tell. Yeah, you can't tell that when you're swimming. It is just thrashing and breathing frantically. R.L. Stein may have never swam. R.L. has maybe never been in a pool. Competitively. Competitively. But it's a cool detail. So she lets, I think it's Deirdre win, or is it? Deirdre's the main girl, yeah. Deirdre's the main girl. Is it Deirdre or is it Deirdre? Maybe it's Deirdre. Like, she's the most competitive one, so it's Deirdre. If you are named this, please leave an iTunes review and let us know <laughs> i i think it's an interesting thing and I, I i do wish by the way that like i wish the three girls had slightly distinct personalities just to be able to tell like not that the book had time but i do kind of wish like one's the nerd and one's the super competitive one and whatever like yeah. one's the one that never wins so she's but uh you find out at the end of the night i think deirdre or is deirdre yeah she's gotten the, her sixth coin i believe and she goes on the winner's walk she's on the winner's walk which I don't know how you guys felt about it. I feel like the winner's walk could be both very creepy or the lamest fucking thing. I read it as It seemed lame. really creepy. I, I read it as lame. I thought it was but, creepy. But I think it is creepy, yeah. I mean, they walk. So uh, explain it, Chad. They've got torches. You get torches, which is oh, probably that's the right, creepiest were, thing. That's right. There were torches. That was creepy. Yeah, I was picturing it, was, it yeah, first. It's, cre- it's torches out in the middle of the dark. Yeah. So when I first pictured it, I was picturing... And this other describe it is that you'll go somewhere and you will walk in front of and march in front of all the other campers who will cheer your names and clap on you. And then you just raise your torches in the air and that's it. And in my mind, I was picturing like a well-lit track and just people sitting on benches watching as people walk by with no music or fanfare. And like, yeah, I guess that was it. They don't even get like uh, a cake or anything. They just uh-huh. they yeah. just walk by. But in terms of knowing that they're very quickly, when you realize they're on some sort of like march to death, the winner's walk takes on a lot more sinister impression, especially with the torches. I think adds a, adds on a lot. Right. Well, and she and 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 Deidre doesn't even respond to anything. I believe they're cheering for her, and it gets no response. Am I correct? I think you're right. I remember. I know that. And then afterwards, they're like, "Oh, cool. We'll we'll go celebrate. We'll go. Uh, we'll raid and get a pizza from the cafeteria." I'm like, "Cool. I don't know if they have those. This seems like a pro physical sports. All they're going to have is like protein shakes. But <laughs> yeah, you go get a pizza. They get a bunch of junk food. It's a cool kids' fantasy. They bring them back to the dorm." Where I think it's important to note that there are no counselor supervisions. Like, yeah, they're the, just they can go and uh, come and go as they please in these dorms. Which I think adds to the dreamlight stake a little bit. Like Dom, you really hit it in that there's things where like in the moment you wouldn't really think about it, but in retrospect, you're like that's kind of terrifying that 
these kids are just left alone and you don't know where these adults are. And well, something something we we missed before the the first winter's walk that we see is there's an earthquake. Oh, and yes. Wendy's concerned about it and Buddy's just like, it's all good. It happens, it happens once, well. once or twice a day. Yeah, I, I wanted say. one yeah, line of like, recurrent. oh, we're on a fault line or something. They don't even try to explain it. Like, just uh, no. don't worry about it. It just happens with the dreamlike thing. It, that happens. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a very strange atmosphere. And the fact that there is no supervision adds to that, but it also adds to the fact, well, the reveal later. It's a, like a false sense of freedom because they know where you are. Yeah, right, it's also right. that they're not worried about you running, which is interesting because it, it, this is one of the times where I feel like characters are smart enough to flee when they need to flee. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets into it. We're, we're jumping at least a little bit. I, the, the, the biggest horror thing comes very quickly where like, they have their big uh, uh, babysitters club type party where they're just eating eating food on the esports. This would be where they'd be sharing all the porn, uh, and they're like, oh, "Of course, of course, yeah." The really Deirdre hasn't hasn't shown up. Like she won, and this is this is a party in her honor. Where is she gone? And they actually, I'm glad instead of just going to sleep, they decide to go out and look for her. Right, they take an action. Right, Chad. Yes, I love it so much as opposed to we went to sleep and then the next morning Deirdre still wasn't there. It's yeah. so I much really, more interesting. I, I was really I was honestly subconsciously thinking about this because action is happening throughout this entire book and it's really satisfying because so often in Goosebumps books it's like, I was wondering, but then I left to go, and sure enough, wow, where is it? I'm just I'm it's happened and I have even less information. And right. it's like, oh, okay, well, you missed your opportunity, kid. Yeah, totally. So the girls go out. They run into the redhead girl who, again, is just like just hiding in the trees like a feral child mm-hmm. warning people to get out of there. <laughs> uh, but before she can give her more information, uh, the counselors catch them and tell them to go back to their bunks. The fate of Deirdre is unknown. And uh, I I think there's a little bit of period of time where it's all solid storytelling, but it is encroaching danger of as the days go on and uh, Wendy and Elliot think less and less of their parents. There's there's one moment where she's about to go call her parents and then one of her friends distracts her and she completely forgets about it. And Mm. it doesn't feel annoying. It's like, yeah, like it's the dreamlight state. Uh, More kids are just disappearing. The ones who are on the walks, ones we meet. They don't come back the next night. And worst of all, Elliot, being the competitive kid he is, insists on getting king coins. Mm-hmm. He he swears he needs to. And it gets to the point where Wendy has the most sense of any goosebump kid we've ever seen. Multiple kids that they've known are gone. She plans an escape. I was just going to say, I love that they set up this, ba- like you said, basic foreshadowing of these characters, like actions and motivations and how they act. And But I love that it gives an excuse for, for Elliot to be going after these coins and for Wendy to not be getting these coins because she's not that competitive. And it creates a tension because you know that a bad thing is going to happen to Elliot when he gets his sixth coin. So it sets up like this sort of like this uh like hourglass that that's go- that's drip that's dropping out right in front of you and you can see it happening. So it creates a tension, a nice tension throughout the bottom. And, and it comes back the to the phone. She finally does get to a phone. She picks it up yeah. and it's what is it? It's just a recording. It's just welcome to Camp Jelly Jam. Mm-hmm. And it's like and she's like what the fuck? So she hangs it up. She picks it up again. It's the same goddamn thing. She picks up the other phone. It's the same god damn thing you can't make a phone call here those are the phones at chuck e cheese where chuck <laughs> tells you jokes those are great that's a great reference for it. It, it makes it suddenly feel like oh i thought i had freedom but i'm actually very much trapped here 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when she decides we got to get out of here. I'm planning an escape. And and I and I do want to say too, like uh, right before she makes the escape, the the other mounting pressure I really like is that. It seems like they're always up to their own, they're left to their own devices. But whenever, you know, Wendy is either slacking or talking to someone what happens to the kids or she doesn't win a competition, Buddy or one of the other counselors just kind of appears. Like they've yeah. always just been watching it in, in, in hidden sight. And they're like, you didn't win the competition. Are you slacking? You really gotta, you gotta try harder. And there's never a threat made, but it puts this weird pressure of like, if Wendy all- doesn't try, something will happen to her. There's a lot of passive aggressive bullshit going on at this camp. Yeah, and you're also like, oh god, are they just gonna like kill this girl if she doesn't if she doesn't try? Right, her? right. More cult like personality, you yeah. know, more cult like techniques. So they they check in on you and they say, hey, we noticed that you don't really believe. You got to uh-huh. up those. Like, theme no, I believe. Levels. I believe. I swear, I believe. Yeah, you got you got to do some dianetics up those theme levels. Just really make sure you you're at the right level. You know, <laughs> we don't think you've given us enough money i'll give you more money i'll go sure and in and in making you give those concessions you start to convince yourself and you start to believe <laughs> this is very sad uh, it's sad. It a sad scary no i'm just i'm just i'm just taking my going like yeah that's pretty much how a cult works with that with that mind this is also the scary part wendy decides to lead the cult she doesn't know what's happening to these kids she can tell that she doesn't want to win the winner's walk or stick around to see what happens and she knows that elliot is close to winning his sixth and thus final king coin. Uh, and she even tries to, you know, convince her brother to come. And this is the part where, like, part of me goes, listen, if you're really that much bigger, just throw him over your shoulder and carry him out. But she right. makes a deal with him. Like, he's like, no, I, I at least want to get the king coin. And then we can leave or call my parents or whatever. I'm going to do this race tomorrow morning and we'll head out. She agrees. And while Elliot's sleeping away, resting up, getting ready for the big game, Wendy decides to go out and look. And as she does, she follows several counselors who are like marching. In my mind, I just pictured them like clansmen in robes, just like all white. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. following through the woods at night in a different I direction. Like, I feel like there's like a he doesn't say anything like that, but there's like he definitely portrays it like this is like a very creepy clan like cult. I also pictured every single person was white. Like I pictured yeah. every, oh, yeah. every for some reason I pictured they were all white, vaguely uh supremacist cult for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a little bit of like white power to it, but as she follows them in, it's they lean right into. It. I love it so much. I've forgotten about this. Wendy follows them into what's like a giant domed building in the middle of the woods, off the path, and there are that's she, kind of underground, right? It, I think it leads underground. Yeah, and she says there's like hundreds of counselors, which she doesn't you know step out, but is most we've ever seen is like two or three. So mm-hmm. this place is crawling with creepy adults. Uh, mm-hmm. so she follows them in and because it's so dark, she's able to kind of just like hide, I guess, in the dark alleyway and watch. And they she find, finds a, she finds a closet that she hides in with like, she finds a closet. I was, yeah, I was a little confused of what is in this place. Cause I was like, it feels like an underground stage theater and also a Thunderdome. I'm not exactly sure, <laughs> <laughs> but as she does, uh, I believe she finds first a big giant like stage mm-hmm. and there she sees buddy the the guy from the cover actually hypnotizing everyone like all the and counselors himself. and himself which is interesting like he's renewing his own hypnotism uh-huh. about- well, he said he said something we must be refreshed or we must be revived revi- revived here you know yeah We're gonna get our energy back 
You're re-upping the hypnotizing. He's swinging around one of them coins, one of them king coins, and he's hypnotizing everybody, including himself. And, and it's all about how they must be only the best, only for King Jelly Jam. And as this goes on, she follows deeper down a passage. Oh, actually, sorry. She, she does the horror trope where she, like, sneezes, right? Uh-huh. She sne- goddamn sneezes. And Buddy's like, Who the, who's that over there? We can't see in the darkness. Uh, doesn't disrupt the hypnotism. They're all still evil. But she decides to run farther down the cave. Yeah, and she, like, turns. She thinks we have a fake out where she thinks she's hiding in a closet. And then she realizes, oh, no, there's a there's a there's a tunnel that I can go down. And she goes. Down oh, I misread that. OK, so it's, I thought it was like she was actually just in a random cabinet that's in the cave. It's actually the doorway farther down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes way more sense. I miss that detail. Uh, and as she goes down, I will say the weirdest image in Goosebumps yet. Yes. It is. Uh, she sees. She sees all of the previous Winter Walks champions. Uh, Deirdre's in there. There's like the really mean boy that kept beating Elliot at sports. Mm-hmm. Alicia's there, right? Alicia's there. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the redhead girl had gotten caught at that point, right? I think Alicia's so. the redhead girl. Yeah, she might not. She might not be there. I don't remember exactly. I can't remember, but uh, they're all working hard, and they are basically scrubbing a giant purple gelatinous monster. That is clearly King Jelly Jam with like amazing description of what like the eyes rolling into the back of his head. Yellow eyes. Yellow yes. eyes. Like he's got a crown on. He's got it. He's he is wearing a crown. Uh, the weird. And Chad, I, Chad, yes. this is where I will say I was reading this book and I, I stopped reading for this moment <laughs> and I was blown away and I said, Chad did not lie. <laughs> Chad did not lie. This is the greatest Goosebuds book that has ever been written. Is it? Is it the detail of... It sweats snails. It's it's just it's actual horror. Yes, and like it, there's so many monsters throughout all of his books, but none of them are really that threatening, right? They're just kind of like it's like ah, it's a weird thing, and it like can't really do any harm to them. This is like true terror. This is a monster that is that is forcing these kids to be his fucking cleaning slaves and to like mop him down and wipe snails off of him. And they're all all the kids are crying and they're exhausted and they look like they've been working like 80 hour weeks. They're like they're all like haggard and and yeah, they're, they're one one of one of them is bawling. Every it smells so sour it's, down it's, there. It's it like an iPhone factory, am I right? It's, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is a scary scene. And not only is our our snails being sweated out of this creature, I would just say they're they're being birthed out of this creature. And each time one of them plops out of its gelatinous purple body, it makes a clicking sound because the snail hits the ground and they crawl off. And that is so gross to me that it's just it's just this clicking going mm-hmm. on in this underground cave. And when you hear it click, then you know that he gave birth to more snails. Yes. It's so gross. Dare I, also- I say, dare I say, <laughs> this is RL's greatest spook. And I I, was, I just want to just another call to action here to the, the listeners. <laughs> I know a lot of you are artistic folks. I, I know, I, and this is inspired by the French artwork for this book. I want you to draw this creature. Yeah. Go look it up. Go uh-huh. look up. Go look up the PDF, or if you have the real book, just get to this chapter, read the description of this character, and draw him, because it is truly horrifying. It is gross, and yeah. I'd like to see what you guys can do. I, I was picturing and a little bit like- Tweet it to us. Yes, please. I was picturing a little bit uh, the super fat vampire from the first Blade movie. Like whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like something out of seven. I was picturing something like that. 
And I and I think you're right, Dom, that not only is the sound of the snails dropping, I guess I had added this detail in my head, but I always imagine too that like because it's so dark and kids are around there like trying to to hose this thing down, that they they must be stepping on the snails all the time. So just be yeah. this like gross uh, floor. Popping like, from the uh yeah. Yeah, so when you step Especially on a snail when they're in the rain, coming out infinitely, they're probably like, Who cares about these disgusting things? I'm just gonna step on them. So there's probably a floor of greasy slimy gross snail shells broken that these kids are just stepping on as they go around the creature and bathe him yeah and and but not only are they bathing him he got only the best to bathe him only only the the most athletic children because he wanted them to not tire while cleaning him it's horrifying yes he hates his own stench but not only that but he also according to one of the kids it ate three kids today. <laughs> <laughs> kids have died. It's this tr- thing. It's truly horrific. This, it's horrific. This yeah. thing is eating children. Jelly Jam is sentient, but also incredibly wasteful with his kid slaves. <laughs> yes. Well, he knows he has a great, uh, a great uh, funnel for more kids. That it's just chock full. The hopper is full for King Jelly Jam. But he, they must bathe him so that he does not smell his own sour smell. Yes. That is just, you know, incredible. Everyone is grossed out and disgusted. I, I got to say, yeah. there's a period of time where, as this happens, where I, I pictured this and, and it's so well descriptive. It's described so well that I was like, I hate using this phrase, but I think this is what kids would call a mood that I identify with. Just being <laughs> kept, just being jelly jam and trying to clean yourself and hating your own body. I was like, yeah, I can identify with this. I, I feel like this is a relatable monster. King jelly jam's a mood. King Jelly Jam is a mood. It's not a good mood, but it's a mood. It's a mood, yeah. Uh, You've been there. It's been two days. You haven't exactly gotten into the shower. Yeah. Snails are coming at Wait, you. Wait, can I, can I, I, I wrote this down. Can I just backtrack one second before sure. I read? There's, there's a horrifying detail that, that was a good foreshadow in the hypnotism that uh, Wendy is playing softball. And by the way, softball. Oh uh, yeah! If you want to meta game it, softball is the best way to to rack up king coins because if your team wins, everyone gets a coin. Uh huh. So it's way better than doing these like one v one bullshit. I will say, I will say, potentially something that King Jelly Jam overlooked that a grifter can get into a yes. good softball team and sneak their way in. He can get a lazy kid. There's definitely an outfielder who made kid. it in. Yeah, he will eat that kid. That's true. I, that that's kid true. does not have enough power. It's, it's not a perfect there. system, I guess. Is Self, what we're it's a saying. self-correcting system, actually. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, what, so, so we find we find all of this out. Oh, well, Wendy I, gets the hell out of it. Oh, well, sorry, I just want, sorry not to cut you out. I just want to mention this part of the softball thing. It wasn't just that that bit on the meta thing. Oh, there's, oh, there's a, oh yes. There's a detail that's saving really, really well is that Wendy is like taking practice swings, and suddenly she just feels like the sickening thwack and she's hit buddy right in a the chest walk a walk yeah, yeah a great sound she's hit buddy right in the chest and she swears she's broken a bunch of his ribs mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. says nothing about it just smiles is like hey you're doing great and, and there's something about the image of if you really think about it that buddy saw wendy swinging because it's not her first practice swing uh-huh. and he just walked right into it when you realize that he's hypnotized, it's really horrific. It's something like out of that M. Night Shyamalan uh, plants want to make you kill yourself movie. It's almost yeah. a threat. It's almost a threat. So, so, yeah, but just to go back to that, I think that that it's a great way to foreshadow. And Wendy even realizes like, oh, my God, he was so hypnotized that that buddy just kind of like smiled through the pain and has no 
worry about his own self-care that it makes another level of like the horror to this one right right uh and though it was not foreshadowed or set up anywhere other than maybe elliot just laying on the ground wendy has the amazing idea to tell everyone to immediately just lay down on the ground and i think about this idea a lot my entire childhood i've thought about this idea Everyone hits the ground, and by immediately not washing Jelly Jam, the stench becomes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And Jelly Jam tries to reach down to pick up the kids to eat them, and I think he gets one of them. But because his hands, I guess, are just so fat and gross and covered in snails, he can't, like, pry them off of the ground, which is a really cool idea. He does open his big mouth, and two tongues come out. That's true. He has two tongues. He has a a twine tongue? Ew. Yeah. He's got two tongues, and he's trying to eat a child to make them continue bathing him. And just a quick footnote. I believe Wendy escapes. She gets Elliot, and they go back. She figures out the plan plan. the next day. She figures out this full plan. She reads the raid notes and figures out what the raid boss, you know, (laughs) what his his attack radius is, and she figures that out. Yeah. Oh, you're right. She's like, yeah, just stay out of AOE. Mm-hmm. Stand, don't stand in the fire. Uh, you're right. We, we, you're right. We totally jumped between two different nights, and I do. That's, think that's okay. Yeah. It's it's not that big of a detail. No, not that much really happens. They do they do come back. She has this plan. Everybody get down. Everybody gets down. He does manage to grab a kid, but he's he he does not have the ability to pull them in to eat them, and he falls on his face, splat his his crown rolls away. He's dead. The king is dead. They Long live him. the king. They murder him. De- murder him. dead by his own hubris much like elvis you know like that kind of thing <laughs> uh-huh yes totally and and much much like a good horror movie what happens the cops show up mm-hmm. just after the kids take care of the oh problem. my They're god like, i love that the what's cops going on up. here they were like what the hell that's the cops and he's like we smell something bad in town so we followed it all the way here yeah it wasn't even that that's- anyone got a hold of them they just immediately felt the smell which is probably what like a couple hours but that stank must have been so bad. It, it might not have even been hours, Chad. It was like minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, how that much means they it was really bad. It was a bad smell. Uh, well, that said something about Jelly Jam, King Jelly Jam himself. So he must be some kind of alien or maybe under Earth creature mm-hmm. that has surfaced and is so big that it appeared in this underground uh play area i mean there was a stage so there must have been this must have been where kids did theater uh-huh. but then there is this other tunnel where king jelly jam was that i imagine he came to be there whether it be by magical space force or <laughs> or they rolled him down there or something i don't know but he's not supposed to be in a confined area like that and he stinks so mm. bad and that's why he has to be washed because his stench is so bad in this small area that he has to be he has to be washed all the time. Maybe, you know, I thought this. Maybe it's so, just his diet. You know, maybe because he's eating nothing but kids. Like maybe he's just got real bad like bo. And if he had a little bit more like fruit and and yeah, healthy he's eating, foods, he's eating like twelve year old kids. He's eating like hormonal children. And all that, all those children hormones are getting all into that his acne body. oil. Oh my god! And they're all oh, and they're all jacked up on sugar. You know, <laughs> so you know they can that too. It can be good. I I did want to hear. Like what I, I I mean, it's fun. It's the general rule of horror is that it's scary when you don't know stuff. So it's good that they didn't. But I was like trying to figure out like what would have been the genesis of this plan. Like you're getting at Dom where did did was Buddy just like, I'm just hiking out in the woods. And then he gets hypnotized by Jelly Jam and then he goes forward like a vampire familiar. Yeah, I think we got to assume that Jelly Jam 
was uh, he wasn't summoned, right? It was, this was not a demon or a witch situation where they summoned Jelly Jam. No one, he was complete, unless that person was eaten and we don't know about it. Oh, it's it, possible. Jelly, Jelly Jam, like you said, Dom, either emerged from an underground cavern, uh, he got sent here from another dimension, or he came from space, right? Yeah, one of those three. I like the space um, theory. I like that a lot. I like I liked the dimension one, actually, personally. I didn't even think of that about another dimension. Maybe now, he just, maybe he didn't stink enough in his dimension. <laughs> they kicked him out, or maybe he stung too bad and they kicked him out. Oh, maybe I like that. One. I like that. But you're right. The cops, the cops show up, and they also mentioned the parents are there. Uh, they said that they called the camp like days ago, uh, and they had never heard a response. Like you know, they, the well, buddy said that they weren't there. Yeah, they, they had like, never heard. Yeah, there was no one there. there. It was, and buddy was like, "No, they're not here." Right. It also, it also makes you feel like, yeah, they probably, if they had been smart, they could have just gone on the road and been fine. Like they could have, but it, that makes it feel more real. Like that feels like they, they were brought into a. A cult, and they couldn't escape. Well, kind of and as 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 children, they did the right thing, and they didn't they didn't go hiking around. They stayed still because that would make them easier to find. That's right. Uh, and there's one more tag in this story, by the way. After the cops, everyone's heroes, our eternal friends, mm-hmm. the police. They clearly never did anything wrong. Never done anything wrong. Uh, presumably beat all the counselors, not realizing they're hypnotized <laughs> or whatever. They beat. They had to beat the hypnotism out of them. Buddy, yes. buddy went to jail for sure. Uh, and they're reunited. We cut to like weeks later. They're back home. The the family's just happy to be reunited. And there's a knock at the door, and it's Buddy who's traveled to the house, not hypnotized. I uh, not. I guess. I guess I'm wrong. You know, uh, absolved of all his crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you know what? You deserve Elliot's uh, coin. And he gives him a coin. He's he's an honest guy. He just wants to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, not at all like, hey, let me come live with you because I have no job now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> see, after they receive the coin, there's a great moment that I was so ready to roll my eyes towards. Uh, and they smell this really gross odor. odor and it just turns out uh, Mama's making uh, like broccoli or Brussels sprouts or whatever. And like, yeah, they smell this sour odor, and you're like, "Oh no!" They just got this coin. Yep. What's this sour odor? And then they look, and Mom's in the kitchen, and she says, "What's wrong? I'm making Brussels sprouts." Boom. And not only so, it's such a great ending because this is a good Goosebumps book. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad you I'm guys liked it. Maybe Chad, you pull Guillermo aside next time you have to talk to him <laughs> and you say, "Hey, I know you like snails falling out of people's bodies. <laughs> what if they fell out of a purple monster's body? You're gonna have to hit him up about this. You know, I'm thinking maybe we could work together, all of us, on the King Jelly Jam script, and Guillermo will direct it. I'm just, I'm just okay. Yeah, no, here. that's fine. I think we can get around with it. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, but this moment, uh, so it's a great book. But I love this moment because it ends with a jovial Bob Stein. A classic <laughs> Brussels sprout zinger at the end. I, I gotta I gotta say, thank you, Mr. Stein. Okay? Thank you for this uh, nice adventure. One. This is the best one. Yes, thank you, great. Stein. Thank you, Mr. Stein. You gave us a good one. I will say this. I think it's really fucked up that Buddy shows up at their house with a emblem of their slavery to give to them. <laughs> yeah, like, what was the... That was bad. Bad idea. Twin, maybe, I guess, in 1997, whenever this came out, you know, maybe you would do that shit nowadays tasteless it should probably i guess it should have been like oh i reopened the camp 
uh, we're getting a new name and it's called Camp Fun Time. It's Camp Camp Esports. He should have given them, yeah, he should have yeah. given them like a freedom coin or something like that. <laughs> something nice to remind them that they're yeah. free of the horror of, of King Jelly Jam. But You're no, absolved of your sins. Could have given them a, an Olympic medal replica from the Scholastic Book Fair, you know? Maybe uh-huh. that. Oh, I love it. I'd love that. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh! I found a creepy. Have you seen the picture on uh, on the wiki page for this for this book? There's a picture. Us. Uh, so Go ahead and drop that in. See there. if I can get just the link here. Oh, I can't just get a link. How did you save that picture of 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 uh, the king? I yeah. screenshotted it and then I dropped it in the oh, Discord. Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm just sending you the link. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Perfect time to shout out we're our ready. Discord if you want to join us for fun discussions and, yeah, and uh, get access to cool stuff like we're this. Currently, we're currently dropping pictures in there and everyone gets to see it. They were they were looking at the pictures we were sending earlier. Someone sent a horrific picture of Donald Trump as Quado from, from uh, what's it called? Total Recall. That was Total horrific. Recall. Yeah, that's no fun. Do you see uh, this? Do you see his... He's even creepier with these stick legs that they gave him. This is oh, we're looking at a picture the, of Buddy. The conceptual, yeah, the conceptual images, which... I don't. You don't get to see that often. All the different versions of the books that Tim Jacobus was going to do is really yeah. cool. This is uh, way scarier than the than the actual art. I think. I think. Yeah, so. that is strange. That uh, that is really. Yeah, he's I like a Courage like the Cowardly better. Dog villain or something. Do you think that you would have liked that cover better, Chat? No, I would not have liked that. I I like I prefer the cover that's not so. It's like scary in the face, but not so scary with the body. That body would have been a little distracting for it's me. Very horrific. Yeah, that guy looks. But like it he's does look to... like something that would visit Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> yes, yes. As Chad said. Yeah, I, this is. It's funny because you know I feel like all the other times we talk about Goosebumps books. We're ripe to rip on them, and this one's like a pretty solid general kid story. Like, there's not a lot it's of very like, scary. Yeah, uh, and and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> like, I don't know if it gets better. I don't remember any books that were better than this, but I think I get why as a kid this one really stuck with me in terms of not just a really cool monster. Uh, I love that the kids are smart and proactive about their own stuff. Mm. I like that the kids work together as opposed to all of them going like, oh, you're crazy. Shut up. Yeah, I like like that Elliot's not really a jerk. Elliot's just really into winning these king coins because he's competitive. It's not like he's an ass. Like Wendy Wendy and Elliot like each other in this book. Yeah, they're actually they're working together and and she gets that she cares about him. There's no like, I decided to just leave my brother behind and hit the road like. Right. It's it's a thing where you, it's a proof that you can have genuine solid scares without uh, dumb plot contrivances, which I, I and I really like this one. It's, I would like to point out that our favorite books of doing this show have been Camp Jelly Jam mm-hmm. and Camp Nightmare. Oh, the camp books. The these camp are both, trilogy. but these are both great camp stories. Camp, perfect setting for horror. There's some good ones out there, but hey, Jelly Jam and Nightmare are both worthy of their own pedestal in the section of camp horrors, guys. I'm talking Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I'm talking Sleepaway <laughs> oh. Camp. I'm not talking. What what is that one called? The Burning. Do you have you heard? I don't know. The, I don't know the Burning. That sounds like a, the bur- a sex thing. So to, what, a detail about the Burning. The Burning is based off of crop who was a real life murderer uh in new york and um uh it's also the inspiration for uh clock tower scissor man oh Um, okay yes but however it's harvey weinstein's first movie (laughs) (laughs) cool 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 anyway just some details. There's I'll say this. Of, yeah. There's we're not sure if there's any good ones left, Chad, but it so far, Camp Goosebumps books, not Camp Goosebuds. 
which you can get if you subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, it, nice, the Camp nice. Goosebumps books are have all been good, and there are two more books based around camps coming up in the original 62 oh books. interesting yeah i mean i could spend a while like musing about it i think there's just something natural about being away from parents you know on your own being surrounded by dark woods it just invites a lot more scares and maybe it's easier for rl or whoever's writing these to kind of like avoid pitfalls by you being in a camp like you just don't have to them, do the yeah. you don't have to do the annoying thing where the parents don't listen to the kids you can get rid of that right yeah uh you got you got mostly kids you're dealing with so the horrors uh are believable among all the kids the kids will t- typically go along with it and things are just scarier at camp because you're in the middle of the wilderness and it's dark and you don't have the safety net of being at home it's just scarier i also think like most most camp counselors in general have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And that adds a, another level of fear most, to all of your safety. Most camp counselors are just busy getting their fuck on. They yes, that that is what their main priority is, because they're yeah. like 18 or 19. And that's just that's just a mess. They're at fuck. I, don't they're at fuck wanna, I mean, I'm not. I, fuck <laughs> I don't even want to think about the counselors at e-camp, e-sports camp. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, you, I think it's gonna be the opposite. I feel like. There's it's all porn trading amongst the kids, and then the counselors are just kind of like the opposite of drama class, where no one is even like making contact with each other. They're probably well, really into gaming if you work there, so they're probably yeah. trying to get like whatever the highest rank of lol is, diamond, platinum, whatever. Yeah, it they're is. trying to climb those ranks, yeah, not climb, climb each other's ranks. bones. That uh-huh. kind of thing. Not trying to climb that stank, trying to climb that rank. <laughs> if you. <laughs> If you send your kid to esports camp, they're coming back maybe a Nazi. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, now we just got to go to one to see what happens. Something to consider. Guys, I'm going to sign up for esports camp this hey, summer. I'm quitting my job. Let that sink in. <laughs> let us link in. Let that sink in. Guys, I think that's a solid goosebuds. I think that, yeah. It, hey, I had a great time reading it. I had a great time recording with my buds here. Likewise. Uh, I'm really it, glad yeah, you guys got to enjoy this time. one with me, for sure. I think so. We're at the halfway point, right? Are we? We're over the halfway point. Oh, my God. And then there's just troves of other RL universes to play with. I got to say, Chad, if this is the best book that this series has to offer. I think so. Five years have been worth it. Oh, that's really nice to say. I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to have an anniversary show. We should do. Are are there enough people in Los Angeles that we can do a live show? Probably not. Probably in saying that out loud, I realize probably not. <laughs> I think what we do, I think what we do is we go to RL's house for our anniversary show. Just oh, show one, up. two, three, Spook Street. Yeah, we just go there, Shocker on Shock Street. You know that kind of thing. And uh, oh yeah, one, two, three, Shock Street. We there just we, we just get him. We just we just gotcha journalism him and just be like you're on the podcast. Let's go. And he's like, I've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting to be abducted by three men. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts handcuffing himself. Take me. Yes, yes, yes. He, has, he's, he, he just has, puts chains. He, he has his own chains. He has his own chains <laughs> and handcuffs. Yeah, he just has them ready to go. Oh, man. Uh, let's let's figure out what we read next soon. I think we also, I think we can say this on the podcast. We talked about maybe opening up that uh, will vary up the, the order of the books a little bit and offer it up to the Patreon listeners to vote on which ones we, we jump into next. Uh, maybe jump around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll leave it up to our show's supporters because this, it's like PBS. Goosebuds is brought to you by listeners like you. <laughs> what a great, what a great segue. Let me, let me say, if you really want to support the show, 
There's numerous ways you can do it. You can go on iTunes and leave a review. We're definitely going to read them on the podcast. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. You can email us at GooseBuds at gmail.com. And if you really want to support the show to a higher level in a way that we'll really, really appreciate, you can go to Patreon.com slash GooseBuds and pledge your support. We have a couple different levels uh, you can pledge at. But what you'll get access to is our uh, private Discord with some amazingly awesome, cool people in it sharing personal great stories and weird images. And it's a really solid little small community. And you also get access to uh, Camp Goose Buds, which we mentioned before, the scariest format possible as we've established with camps where all three of us hang out and and shoot the shit and get a little crazier and wilder than a normal Goose Buds episode. The latest episode of Camp Goose Buds, actually the last two are just so, I've had a great time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the other ones because they're too <laughs> far in the past. But the last two were great. And in the latest Camp Goose Buds, I believe for January, you can learn all about Chad's sports career. You gotta, you guys gotta listen to this episode if you haven't heard it's it. It's a tragedy for sure. I had such a great time <laughs> listening to Chad's stories <laughs> about playing football. I loved it. I was smiling ear to ear. I'm glad to hear it. Someday we'll turn it into a movie like Rudy. It's a tragedy for sure. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, should we wrap it up there? I I think that's great. Yeah, I think. I, and look, if, if you liked our talk about the Michelin Man, the Pillsbury Doughboy, and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man fucking, that's basically what you're gonna get when you listen to it <laughs> for for hours at a time. Yeah, for I hours mean, at a time. you know, for a certain amount of money, we'll only talk about that. But we'll leave that <laughs> up to you. That's a new pledge level that we'll have to add in the Mary Fuck Kill <laughs> podcast, where it's just about ranking mascots to bone and. We- which ones would have sex? Hey, before we go, I'm just gonna get, shoot this guys to, to this to you guys, and we don't have to make this in, into a be- deep discussion. But I'm gonna throw it to you. Fuck Mary, kill uh-huh. Ronald the Hamburglar, Grimace. Ronald Ooh. the Hamburglar and Grimace. Um, okay, I think I, I think I, I know, I, I, know. I know mine, I know mine. Okay, yeah, that's Let's, we don't have to explain them. We're just gonna say them, and we're gonna I get need, going. I need to real quick. I need to ask a real quick rule clarification. If you marry the person, do you not get the fuck them? I thought marry was implied long term loving and sexing. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. okay. Then I, I'm, I'm positive on my thing. Okay, Paul. Okay, Paul first. Fuck Ronald. Fuck Ronald. Kill the Hamburglar. Marry Grimace. Wow. Okay. Very okay. different. Mine are very different. Should I go? Uh, yes. Kill Ronald. Wow. He's yes. the first to go, that fucking creepy mascot clown. Uh, fuck Grimace, because I think there'll just be some like sweet cushion pushing. That's what right? I was thinking about marrying him. I was it, gonna it, have that well, for, for I guess that's true. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like humping a couch. And then marry the hamburger a little less sexual, but more just like he provides for me. He takes care and, and brings in <laughs> he brings steals in food. for you. Yeah, he steals for me. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I would. I, I, I agree with that, Chad. You know, I, I, I respect that. I would kill Ronald. I, I think wow. I would fuck the Hamburglar because that's probably going to be some pretty good se- some pretty good sex. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and say I also want to add. Hamburglar fucks. I also want to add, I have not been picturing that new sexy Hamburglar they did a couple years ago. I'm picturing the cartoon uh, grown man-child Hamburglar. That's my yes. husband. Yeah. I'm just, my logic is that he runs around a lot. He's eating all those calories. He must be burning them all. Oh, yeah. Behind the scenes with sex. And then Mary Grimace because you know he'd just be a big pillow that you get to hang out with yeah there yeah i i i i love this idea for it this is and great. with that thanks for listening to goose <laughs> thank you for listening to goosebuds we love you we'll see you soon love you bye bye-bye
Buds is brought to you by listeners like you. And we'd like to thank some of our favorite listeners, our, our $5 Camp Goosebud patrons in, that are being immortalized in the book of names. <laughs> First off, Kale Clinton. Try to understand, he's a Meow man. <laughs> Hollis Hornbeak. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolzall. David Cron. Chris Birch. Dapio. Mickey C. Michael McDowell. Clayton C. Kayla Tharp. Buddy Morrill. Mike Lantary. Nick Hankel. Joshua P. Robertson. Cameron Murphy Audio. Daniel Kaleas. Jim Greaves. John Luke. Jared Mason. Martin A. Masius. Sang Keith. Matt Sadler. Nat Two Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. The Rupal Productions. Jonas or Jonas Blotterman, we've yet to be contacted about that name. <laughs> Jonas or Jonas, please let us know. Jobs. Christopher Boyce. Afshin Modeleb. Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Danky McStanky. Bean Daddy Spook Boy back again. Jennifer Britton. Carly Sarnowski. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Roudenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. Zzz, I did the Z, so I'd be last. Have a good night, Goosebuds. Tricked ya. We tricked ya. We did it in a different order, <laughs> ZZZ. Tricked ya. John Jimko. Heath Robinson. Turtle Mancer. Chris Culver. Sleepy Boy 69. Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Oh, very smart. Good advice. Paul Grasso. Walter Frazier. Brian Wells. Taylor Dierks. The Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Drew Applegate. Michael Knight. John Kitty. Logan Troyano. Aaron watching you sleep damn cold. He must be. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Perez. Stealth Bates. For 26-9-11. Oh my God. Scott Colopy. Vincent Modica. Patrick Reynolds. S. Luke Noodles. Third Sergio. Slumlord Onion, Duke of King Jelly Jam. <laughs> wow, he's uh, he's subservient to King Jelly Jam? <laughs> yes, but he's going to rise and take over the throne. Fuck yeah. Wow. He stanks too, though, because he's an onion. <laughs> Sam Bambino. Jason Crooker. Connor Church. Willa. Miguel Pardo. Tom. David Lee Backbone, a.k.a. DL Spine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pretty good dog overall. Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Jake Young. Axel Rock. Calf. Shifty Swamps. Cody Redfield. Matt Bachelor. Randy Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Divaldi. Maddie. Poyo Aboyo. Ishak Arifin. Matthew Rieger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez. Reinfected. Cougar Calquan Capoman. Hector Alberto Rivera Ortiz. I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so fuck it. Cameron McLean. <laughs> Jack Frazy. Alan Saylor. Kyle Billings. Sam Z. Hash. James Roy. Magagello. Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren. Jin K. Bradford Coulter. Jonas Eggman. Or Jonas Eggman. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Rich Hillborn. 
Ethan Obama. Aiden Dice. Dylan Vaughn. Toothless Berry, The Whistler, Bostowitz. Dan Henshaw. Reeds Dubendiak. Joshua Jacobwitz. Andrew Sheriff. Justin Wagman. Bex Moss. Joey Evans. Matthew Literal. Cry Bricky. Nickby. Big Bo on the beat. <laughs> they took my thumbs. <laughs> Cardboard walk. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. <laughs> uh, that is uh, uh, often heard here on local KPCC as a sponsor. They have it here. It's a good too, cut. Actually. It's a good deep cut. They're everywhere. Maybe they're the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, that's the real one. Tommy Breakfast Lichowie. Goblin Library. Eric LeBaron. Carewise Gamgee. Rug. Andre Villanueva. Up and Champ. Cameron Hansen. Alicia Grace. Solezo. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Gets linked to B word. <laughs> James Hudson. Anthony Kuabara. Molicious. <laughs> Carl. Yeah, that's pretty good. Carl Kleinasser. Senpai Gods. Lee Wood. Brock Graham. Yanni Markovina. Hugh Bolin. Jake H. Frank V. Generally depressing. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Elusive Koala. Ito no more. Jessica Zybol. Paul's Christmas Sock. Oh, hmm. Probably a slink hide in there. Blake mm-hmm. Alvarez. Kristan Von Skeever. And, nope, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Pallet Town Champ, bitch. Oh, there we go. Wow, I said B word. Paul said the real thing, even though it wasn't there. I love Thank saying you. a bitch. I'm, <laughs> and I'm sorry it's a bad word, but I love saying a bitch. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who I, doesn't? I spit when I said it. It's gross. It was powerful. It scared, <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you all so very much. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.